0: All right, hey everybody, it's uh, Andrew, and I'm back with Riley for episode two.
1: Hello, everybody. Hope you guys are having a good day. Thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, so we're going to be talking about a little bit, a little bit more exciting this time. You know, first base, definitely, definitely not the catcher position. Uh, there, there's a lot to talk about here.
1: There's a lot of names, a lot of, a lot of good names on there. Uh, you don't have to worry about getting the first or second guy. I think there's a lot of upside to be had here at first base. I like it. It's deep. It's fun.
0: You know, first base for the last couple of years, at least in my circles, have talked about, you know, how it kind of got a little bit shallower than it used to be, but now there's just like so much depth at first base. Not, not so much at the top end, but towards the middle.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a huge bell curve. And the bell curve is much more in the middle of people that I find acceptable, um, it's way different than catcher <laughs> or a few other spots where it's like, oh, you don't have those one two guys. It doesn't matter who you get. It, um, I think I think there's a lot to talk about here and a lot of guys to be excited about.
0: Yeah. So when I was looking over first base for in the anticipation of this episode, the one thing that struck me was for first base, there's so much depth. But when I when I looked through the names, I'm not particularly excited to draft anyone and that's not because no one's good but because i feel like you could describe half the guys with they're gonna hit 250 30 home runs get some walks i feel like that's like more than half of the first baseman's on this list
1: that's that's a good point yeah uh but i think that's exciting i think that's exciting because i think that's where you find the value at some point right i think that's when you're drafting you're looking for you know what this guy is you know the right time and the right place for me to grab him and i think that makes it a little bit more exciting when you're drafting instead of um just kind of being left with somebody um but you're right i mean the the best guys we're looking at are definitely that 250 guy who might hit 30 home runs for you right that's that's what that that middle bell graph really looks like
0: so uh we'll just dive right in and uh the first guy is the obvious best first baseman in the game freddie freeman had another great year in 2020 i mean i don't have a lot to say about him other than that he's very clearly the top of the top
1: <laughs> he, he's the top of the top and he's a guy that i would go for uh f- <laughs> i don't know about you but i i'd be happy to get Freddie Oh, freeman. I, would, I
0: would be over the moon to get freeman as my first base kind of lock it up i mean the, the, he he gives you the power and he, he's there's a lot of the guys that won't give you the average but he'll give you the average along with a i mean he had a 462 ovp
1: last year He's going to take his walks. He's going to make you pitch to him. He's like, yeah, you want me to get on base? I got guys behind me who are going to hit me in. He's going to score runs. He's going to score RBIs. He's going to get his hits. Uh, There's not a lot of guys that I'm like, oh, that's the top tier guy. I need to have him. I might need to have Freddie Freeman. I'm definitely looking at him.
0: Absolutely. Especially if if it's a 12-team draft, you're kind of on that turn pick.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If he gets to that turn pick and I, and I, that's like the, the shining goose right there. I'm going to snatch him right out of the air.
0: Absolutely. And then after that, it's, uh, there's not, uh, he's a average ADP right now is 13.5. The next guy, the AL MVP Jose Abreu. Now before 2020, I always kind of felt like Jose Abreu was a little bit of a value because of his super high floor. He was always so consistent and underdrafted, uh, but that, that values kind of disappeared after his uh, MVP-type season in 2020.
1: Yeah, yeah, he, he kind of – I mean, I, th- I feel like – exactly like you said, he was always on everybody's radar, but he was always that guy that you were hoping for a deal. You were hoping he would fall pretty far, and at a certain point, you felt like your hands were tied, you had to take him. Here, I, I think people are going to be reaching for him after that uh, – after really the last two incredible seasons. He did great in 19, and obviously 20 was MVP caliber. He's a tough guy to say no to at this point. I mean, he's got a yeah. team around him with the White Sox. They're they're showing up to hit. Jose Bergus, I I if I'm playing in an average league
0: in an OBP league, I do like his 36.680B. Like if I was in an average league, I'd I'd grab him somewhere around there. I'm not sure I would in an OBP league just because of the options later on.
1: Yeah, you could probably get a little bit better in the OBP later, but. Boy, oh boy! Like, yeah. If you're, he's, he's like, how many RBI? He had 27 RBIs last year. Uh, oh no, not 27. I'm sorry, 60. I was looking at the wrong guy. Yeah, he 60
0: RBIs in a 60 in 123 game. the year before, and the, and the White Sox lineup just keeps getting better.
1: Exactly, exactly. I would agree with you. Normally, I'd be like, oh, I'm trying to wait for a deal on him. He might be the guy to get once once Freddie Freeman's off the board and it, it gets a little bit further in that draft. Uh, you're not going to find anybody that can put up that those rbis like that that's an incredible pace yeah
0: it's just it's consistency the only year besides 2020 and since 2014 that he didn't have 100 rbis or more was 2018 he had 100 rbis or more in five of the last six seasons discounting 2020
1: and the game of baseball who doesn't want consistency like that's that's just that's too good too consistent i love it and the next guy this this is a guy i
0: was avoiding in all 2020 drafts i did not like where he was going at all and you know pete alonzo the guy who hit 50 plus home runs in 2019 and really the average dropped but he he had pretty much the same type of season he 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 was never gonna hit for average like that's that's not his profile but his home run pace was pretty close to 2019.
1: His home run pace was was the same. Was the fine? Was the was it was fine? (laughs) Um, you know his K percentage, his walk percentage were both the same. Again, small sample size in 2020, but the percentage was the same. So maybe he got a little bit unlucky, um, in 2020 in his limited at bats. It seemed like he was doing the same thing he did the year before, but his draft capital was quite high going into 2020.
0: Yeah, everyone was looking at 50 home runs, and I I was looking at like. Pete Alonso is one of those, I don't want to say one-dimensional because it's more than home runs, especially in that improved Mets lineup. Of course, they got Lindor. uh, Oh, yeah, that recently. So he's going to get the RBIs and stuff. He's kind of that, he's not going to give you average. He's really not going to, he might give you a little bit of OBP, like maybe average OBP, but. I don't know i i do like him a bit better obviously with the mets uh new lineup you know james mccann now francisco lindor so that lineup's improving but i still think i won't be drafting alonzo this year
1: i wasn't looking at him at all last year coming into the year because i figured the hype was too high and I, th- I think that's still accurate i'm not looking for him to be on my team he's got to be somebody that falls and i'm like okay you know that's that's just too good and, and i don't think that'll happen i don't i don't think i'll be getting him um his, his hits, you know, he, what he got, he got almost uh, it's a little bit more than half. I was going to say, Jose Abreu has 76 hits compared to Pete Alonso's 48. And I feel like that just kind of really shows you how that 2020 season went right. in comparison for each other.
0: And, and looking at the season, I think Alonso's a bit closer to the 2020 season than 2019. I know it's a, a small sample size, but I, I think he's that uh, 250, 40 home run guy. Uh, I, I don't think he's like the, I don't think he's going to hit 260.
1: But... Yeah, no, I wouldn't count on that. I wouldn't count on that. And I agree. I don't think we learned anything new, uh, with 2020 on Pete Alonso. I think he played exactly as we expected and, uh, still, still a solid bat to have in your lineup. You're going to get your home runs. You're going to get mm-hmm. some runs, um, and some RBIs, hopefully more RBIs with the team they're building there over in New York.
0: Yeah, and the guy right next to him now, Alonzo's fifty three point eight. Luke Voigt, who was the twenty twenty home run leader, is at a 54, fifty four fifty p fifty four. I just, I'm, 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 I'm still, I don't know what to think of Voigt.
1: Um, I'm, I was actually encouraged with his little season here in twenty twenty because it was more of what he was doing in twenty nineteen, especially at the end of it. Um. So I, I was actually encouraged, and I think that lineup that he's still going to be around with the Yankees is fantastic. So for right now, I'd be riding with him, and be I would be happy about it. He got plenty of, of his RBIs. He got plenty of runs. He's got people who are going to knock him in. He's not the fastest guy by any means, but the Yankees have five or six guys who are going to get a hit every time he's on base almost. Um I would, I would go with Luke Voigt. I think he's one of the guys who you can count on if he has a position going into this next year uh, to get you some home runs and RBIs. Uh, I'm not really uh, afraid of it. His strikeout percentage was the same as the year before, as say the same as the year before. <laughs> he's <laughs> consistent. <laughs> um, another 250 hitter, maybe 260. Well, maybe we could, we'll, you know, he's right. bouncing around a little bit. It's a little tough to say, but I like I, him. I, I
0: was surprised. Now, um, I mean, it's Yankee Stadium, so it really doesn't matter. But, you know, because I saw Voight play with the Cardinals before he went to the Yankees because I'm a Cardinals fan. And I always thought, like, you know, he hit the ball hard. But he's actually pretty mediocre when it comes to exit velocity. But, uh, obviously, it's Yankee Stadium, so it's going to fly out anyway. I I think I would take Voit over Alonzo close. It's I think going can hit for a little bit better average and and I like, you know, Yankee Stadium.
1: Yankee Stadium's going to help him a lot. I mean, his his slugging percentage uh you know, when he hits the ball, he, he gets it into the gaps, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't understand it. I guess maybe it's Yankee Stadium helping him with that. But uh, his expected slugging is always top notch, but you're right about the hard hit, you're right about the exit velo. If it wasn't for Pete Alonso getting the help uh, around the lineup, I would agree that Luke Voigt would be my pick over Pete Alonso. I'd wait a little bit longer or, well, I guess he's going right after him. I would I would go for Luke Voigt, but with Pete Alonso, the way he looks, I think it's kind of a wash. I think he'd go either way.
0: Yeah, it's pretty close.
1: And then after that, it's a guy who
0: switched over from first base, uh, Vlad Jr. going at 66.7. Would you classify 20, uh, 2020 as disappointing for him? I mean, obviously – where he was going in drafts is disappointing but in terms of like his development are you disappointed in what he did
1: uh i don't know if disappointed is the right word he he's hitting the ball hard he's striking out a little bit more than i would like um actually no i take that back it's yeah he's got, he's got
0: a pretty good strikeout rate i think it's like 15.9% or something like that
1: yeah yeah actually it is yeah so never mind i I, I am disappointed, but I don't know what I'm disappointed in. Um, <laughs> right. I guess the ball's not finding holes. He's not getting the ball elevated enough. I'm sure. I think that's one of the main things is is he hits too many ground balls. Um, but boy, when he hits it, he hits it hard. Now he's a guy that I would wait for, though. I would not draft him at that position um, where he's going right now. I think that's too early. Sixty six. I'm I'm looking. I'm looking for, for a
0: yeah hand. safer option, especially you know it's. I don't think I draft him there either. I mean it really depends and I don't even he might get third base eligibility sometime in the season. There's they're talking about moving him back to third because they don't have Travis Shaw anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't want him there, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if twenty twenty one was his big breakout season.
1: There's a lot of a lot of talk about him having this as his breakout season, but uh, I mean that's just that's uh if you want to take that risk. In my opinion, at that 66 ish area, I mean the next guy we have is much further down, in my opinion. And then after that, you know, it's it's kind of a drop off. So why reach for the last guy in a tier? Right. When you know what, if 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 you don't get Vlad Jr. and you get somebody else who's a little bit further down the ways who's after a hundred or something like that, I feel like you're kind of uh you're gonna be okay. So that's that's the tough part for me on Vlad. I want the hype. I want to see him do it. He hits the ball so hard, uh, but his launch angle is terrible. Yeah, look at that up now on Baseball Savant 2019. It was 6.7 and 4.6. Compared that to Luke Voigt and Pete alonso who are hitting it in the low teens, which is what you want to see 15%, 16% launch angle. Um, he's got to fix that. Yeah. Five and six percent but- is just tough. It
0: definitely is fixable. I mean, uh, a guy I will talk about later, Eric Hosmer, fixed that. He was a ground ball hitter for the longest time. I think there is a scenario where I would take Vlad Jr., but it would really depend on my roster construction. Uh, you know, for my first few picks, I would really need some safe guys that I know are going to give me. You know, I know exactly what they're going to give me, so then I can I can fucking take the risk on a guy like that.
1: Yeah, that's a situation where like maybe you haven't really taken very many pitchers and you're going for like the the one starter thing so you've been loading up on hitters and you can take that risk. But that's what I see it as. I do see it as a risk. He had 33 RBIs in that 20 game season or in the 2020 season. That's okay. That's you know, it's not bad. So, you know, you can yeah, probably it, count on getting some of that and some runs, but and just, I don't know. Of course, the Blue Jays, you know, they
0: rumored to be making moves, so the lineup might get a little bit better around him.
1: Yeah, maybe they're gonna get Springer, and he'll have you know maybe Vlad or hit before or after him. I, 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 it makes me nervous. I'm not, I'm not reaching. I think at 66, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna let him go. If somebody else wants to get him that early, if I could get him closer to when Paul Goldschmidt, you know, we're gonna talk about him mm-hmm. in a minute when he's drafted. If I can get him right before Goldie goes, that that will feel good.
0: Now, here's a guy I was into coming into 2020. I was super into Matt Olsen. I was drafting him everywhere, and boy was he a disappointment. 195 average.
1: It was a little tough to watch. Um he missed the ball a lot compared to the year before. Well yeah five up to the tune of five percent more. Hit the ball hard, hit it hard. Uh maybe face the same similar situation that Vladdy faced. He's hitting the ball right at people. Yeah, the,
0: the home runs
1: were there, and
0: and I mean, it's obviously small sample size. His BABIP was really low. I don't think he's going to he, – he's never going to hit for a high average, but he's not a 195 hitter,
1: so. I mean, look at the rest of his stats, though, for that year. He had 14 home runs, 42 RBIs, and 28 runs. So I think he had more home runs than Freddie. He had, you know, less RBIs, but 42, 42 is a great for that, for that season. That's right in the middle. So he's still getting you everything except average. If you get some average guys earlier on, you could eat Matt Olson's average and just profit off of the home runs and RBIs that you're going to get.
0: Exactly. And he's one of the guys that does uh, take his walk. So if you're an OBP league, that's even better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's not afraid to take a walk. And that's uh, exciting. Usually, it'll get you some better pitches, and I, I think he probably just had a little bit of bad luck this last year. I think that's all it was. Yeah. Uh, the
0: next guy is actually a guy I think is a really good value, and I'm not just saying that as a Cardinals fan, but <laughs> Goldschmidt at 92.280p. I mean,
1: the power was down, but he had a good season. He had a he had a pretty good season. I I I'm more afraid of the team that's around him, honestly. Like I think he'll perform. You know, maybe hopefully get some power back, but, you know, we're talking about these other teams that, you know, Vladdy's kind of getting a team around him, Voight's got a team around him, Alonzo might have a team around him, and you got Goldie, I don't don't think Goldie's got a team around him to really help him out, he's, I'm afraid of the RBIs, I'm afraid of him getting even a lot of runs this next year, I mean...
0: I, yeah, I can't argue with that. The St. Louis lineup is not that great, but I mean, you look back at his 2019, 34 home runs, ninety seven RBIs, and the Cardinals lineup wasn't that great back then. Uh, and it wasn't as
1: bad, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still not great. But I mean, I agree. I, he, I mean, what, like, what's the solution there? We think just hopefully he sees the ball a little better and hits some more home runs. Yeah, I mean he increased. It. I mean he had a four seventeen
0: OBP and he he was leading the uh, league in OBP for a while there. I mean the the power was down, but I just maybe you know that's that's easy to talk up. To twenty twenty was a weird season when he has a more normal routine. I mean this is a guy that hit thirty plus home runs four year, uh three years in a row twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is odd to see that he kind of tapered off right there, but I mean, he took more walks last year. So, you know, he wasn't reaching for pitches. His average was high. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could expect a bounce back here. I, especially at his value is that, I mean, that's like the value that you're getting on him is insane. Almost at a pick a hundred and you're going to get Paul Goldschmidt. I, I think that's a good risk to take.
0: And the next guy, uh, we start getting to ADP uh, above 100 now. It's uh, Max Muncy. For some reason, and I can't explain it, I've never really liked Max Muncy. I have i don't think I've ever drafted him. But he's had two solid seasons. You know, 2020 wasn't that great. But the two years before, 35 home runs in 2018, 2019, he'll take his walks.
1: I, I, I can't nail down exactly why I don't like him. You know, he has, he even has like a bit of clutch factor. I feel like a lot of the time when he comes up, you're, you're kind of expecting something big to happen. So I like him in that aspect of things, but I don't think I've ever drafted him either. I I think people usually reach for him. I think he's got too big of a name even for like his draft pick of 100. But I mean, if you're going to pass up Vladdy, I I think Bax Muncy's, you know, uh, the guy that I would pass him up for, do you know what I mean? I would, I would yeah. pass back, I would pass Vladdy, and hope to get somebody like Muncy, just because I feel like it's less risk. Does that like? Oh I yeah, no, this is Muncy's
0: like, definitely one of those guys. It's probably just he's he's the classic 250-30 home run guy. Like, right. you can probably count on
1: that. Yeah, he hit twelve last year in that shortened season. Again, just behind Freddie Freeman and you know if he if he got more hits you'd make out like a bandit but that's definitely not his uh his profile so yeah i uh, i don't usually draft him either he's uh, he's not like an exciting guy you're not looking for a high ceiling there you're you're looking right there at that middle ground yeah. 30 home runs 250 and you're hoping he hits 250
0: <laughs> then a guy that's kind of fallen um i don't remember exactly where he was last year but he definitely was inside the top a 100 uh Anthony Rizzo, who had a, a, I guess, a disappointing year. You know, the average was way down. But again, 2020, you know,
1: I, you know, they, you know, they're saying, and I agree, this is not the first time, you know, even I've heard about it or whatever. But them saying he had a down year, but again, he just had like a low batting average. The his the rest of his stats were kind of normal, especially for a Cubs team that was a little bit uninspiring in my opinion. Um. I think that was the only thing that dropped off really was his. Yeah. The
0: walks and strikeouts were still relatively around the same mark.
1: Yeah. I think he just didn't hit the ball maybe as hard that year. And again, we could just chalk that up to 2020 being a weird year. Maybe he had a weird, um, you know, he, he didn't get into it or or something. I, I don't really know the mental state of, of, players at that point but consistently in the last many years he's gotten 100 rbis for four years in a row before 2019 2019 he had 94 so okay he missed it by six rbis it's like nothing so i for this value again like if you're not getting one of those top guys i'd be so happy with anthony rizzo even though the cubs are kind of i was
0: about to say yeah the only thing (laughs) i worry about is what if you know there's chris bryant talks there's wilson Contreras talks you know how how bad is that lineup going to be by uh, start of the season? That's the only thing that worries me. <laughs>
1: it could be pretty bad. I mean, it, it could be the same situation as uh, Goldie, except you don't have yeah. that average to lean back on. So, But you do and, have Wrigley Field. True, true. So you're going to get the home runs, you know, and Goldie kind of didn't hit the home runs, but mm-hmm. he hit for average. So you just kind of got like a little bit of an opposite guy in the same exact player situation, uh, team-wise. Very uh, interesting.
0: Yeah. And the next guy. Now, this guy is the classic case of why putting a guy on your watch list is so important going into the season. So in 2019, you know, I I noticed that, you know, Dominic Smith had a pretty good season in limited time. So I didn't really I didn't draft him, but I, I put him on my watch list. And then I like I had him on every team in 2020 and he absolutely went off.
1: I made the mistake of not picking him up soon enough. Uh, I, I went to go grab him in my in my leagues, and he was gone that day that I looked. So I was kicking myself for the rest of the year. Every time I get an update about Dominic Smith doing something, I was upset. Uh, He had a fantastic 2020. I'm excited to see what he does in 2021. I, I hope they do the DH in the National League, personally. I don't know about your feelings on that. We haven't really discussed that. Uh, but if they yeah, don't that... have... They don't have that. Where is he at? I don't, is he going to play left field terribly? Yeah, I, I
0: hope <laughs> we see the DH back. Yeah, that that is a big question mark there. Um, I, I think probably, especially if he hits, to hits like that, they kind of have to stick him in left field. I I don't know if I'm drafting him at one hundred five. You know, I I believe in the bat. I and you know the lineup is great. Um, I'm Maybe I would, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and this is the first guy, at least for these league settings that we're looking at, this is the first guy that's eligible than more than first base. He's also eligible in the outfield.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would take him at 105, personally. If I if if he wasn't taken, eh, I would I would go for him. He's got the RBIs, he's got the average. His walks could be a little bit better, but I, I think he's exciting. I'm just nervous about where he plays. I'm I am nervous about the outfield may hurting him a bit. Cause I think yeah. he played a lot of first base, obviously. Um, and I feel like first base isn't as demanding. So I'd be a little bit nervous of him getting a little bit more tired, if that makes sense. But I think he's exciting. I like him. I would take him at one Oh five in a heartbeat.
0: And the next guy is, is kind of a guy that was forgotten about for a long time. And then just had a resurgent, uh, uh, 2020, you know, he, he retooled his swing. He's not hitting as many ground balls. Eric Hosmer. It's, bit of a dump we're about the 150 ADP now and uh you know, whatever he did it it seems to be working
1: yeah that you know and see this is a guy that I I want nothing to do with uh he he did definitely change something in 2020 that that brief little bit and I hope for him that he keeps it up I on the other hand don't I don't believe in him sadly I'm not a I'm not a fan of him so I will be steering clear. If, if I don't get Dominic Smith and my next option is Hosmer, I am waiting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I I wouldn't probably go out of my way to get him, but I do. I mean, obviously, Padres lineup is pretty good. And, it's you know, stacked, he only yep. he was only in 38 games last year because of stomach issues. You know, he would have had a, a lot better stat line if he because he really only paid just over half the season last year.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm not in, I mean, on top of that, we, we always want to take 2020 with a bit more of a grain of salt. I know we've mm-hmm. been kind of, we've been definitely talking those stats up a bit during this. Cause it's actually, it was quite exciting for first base. There's a lot of excitement yeah. in 2020. Uh, and I agree, he, I mean, man, he, he did do well in the limited time he had. I, it makes me nervous. I've never really been a fan of him. He definitely did well this last year. I really don't know what to say. I'm, He's a guy that I'm trying to avoid, but I might regret it. Honestly.
0: Yeah,
1: like I said, I'm I'm not going out of my way to get him uh,
0: uh, 150 ADP. I'm probably looking at a pitcher or something. But if he falls a bit, which I, you know, some a lot of people probably don't believe in Hosmer. I think in some depths he'll fall past 150.
1: Yeah, that is usually the the pitching area for sure. That's like when you're you're kind of getting your second. And whatever starter, you know, you're not your second, you're like third or fourth. And it just makes me nervous. He makes me nervous. (laughs) Hosmer makes me nervous. I've never been too excited about him in the past. This last year made me a bit more excited, I guess. Now, now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, uh, that's a good value, potentially a good value, depending on how your team is looking.
0: And here's another classic case of the guy that's going to hit about 250 and hit 30 home runs, uh, Reese Hoskins who actually had a pretty good 2020, like, I didn't realize, like, I mean, obviously a 245 batting average is nothing to write home about, but I, I didn't know he played that well. I mean, eight eighty seven OPS, 384 OBP, he, he had a pretty
1: decent season. Yeah, my problem was I drafted him a bunch in 2019, and I hated him because of what he did to me, um, <laughs> so I, I avoided him last year. I, uh, you know, I'm not looking for him this year. He's kind of same boat as Hosmer kind of done me uh, bad. Um, so yeah, I'm a little grumpy about it. But he, you know, he hit his home runs. He got a couple RBIs. He had a good 2020. Uh, if he doesn't fall back into the stink that was 2019, I think he'll be good for some people. Yeah, but I mean, even in 2019, he had 116 walks. I, I think this is
0: really a case of your league settings. If If this is OBP, Hoskins is pretty valuable. If it's average, he's not bad. You know, coveted.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, OBP league at this point, especially that far back in the draft, you'll be pumped to have them there getting you that those stats up. You probably get some big swingers uh, earlier on, then, in that case. Uh, but if you're in an average league, you uh, might want to try to grab somebody sooner. But 250, 30 home runs you're hoping for, that's pretty much Reese Hoskins.
0: And the next guy, ADP 169, this is Josh Bell. I'd Obviously, you know, he's traded to the Washington Nationals now. Gets a little bit of a better park, but I I have no idea what I think of him.
1: I mean, so, the, what was it, that year that he did really well, 2019, was it, I think it was just one month where he went off. I think it was like May or June. And he put up insane stats, and, and it really hyped him up. And I, I'm afraid that everything else we've seen since then is a bit more of what Josh Bell is.
0: Yeah, I just... I, I, yeah, I don't think he's a 35 home run bat. And I, he gets a little bit, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a plus he's getting out of that Pirates lineup. He's going to the Nationals, but he's he's not really a guy I'm looking at drafting. I probably won't have him on any team.
1: No, I, honestly, like I, I, my draft strategy, I think Dominic Smith uh, is the last guy I would get um, and then I would skip a Pretty much these last couple guys we've been talking about all the way down until somebody much further, like Trey Mancini or Jared Walsh. Just honestly, like these guys do not do excitement for me. They make me nervous. And the next guy, uh, Miguel Sano. What a polarizing <laughs> player. <laughs> yes. Oh man, Sano. Uh, dude can hit the ball hard. Um, what? Yeah. What are your thoughts on him? What, what do you? What do you? Do you like him? <sighs> I I
0: don't I I just I don't like people. I mean, forty three point nine percent strikeout rate is atrocious. So now he was a hundredth percent percentile in exit velocity. So when he when he's hitting that ball, he's basically the best hitter at exit velocity. But I I just I don't I don't like him. I'm not gonna draft him because you know he's. I could easily see him, you know, batting below 200.
1: My thing is, like, what are you what are you counting on when you get Sano? You know, like, are you counting on 20, 25 home runs? Because he only hit 30 once. So I'm not expecting 30. I'm expecting maybe 15 to 20, and that that sounds bad, but he he swings and misses a lot. It's that's just. It's kind of nuts. I, I can't imagine getting him unless he's like way late in the draft. Uh, it's yeah. got to be, it's got to be down there a ways. Before yeah. I, I go for him.
0: 187 ADP. That's way too high a price for it's me. To... Still
1: too early. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. 2020 he's had 25 RBIs. He had 13 home runs. I mean, Freddie Freeman had 13 home runs and about what? 40 more RBIs or so. Like I, <sighs> It's tough to say, but I'm I'm not excited. I would, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd wait for a deal on him and I would need to already have, a. in my opinion, I need to either already have a first baseman mm-hmm. or I'm waiting even later. I, I don't think there's any point in getting him if you can wait for some of these other guys.
0: And then uh, that's the last guy in the 100 to 199 range. Then we start getting past 200 and the first guy is uh, Christian Walker, who to me is, Pretty boring. You know, he's he's he's, he's okay. He's he's not bad. He'll give you a bit of an average. He'll probably hit twenty ish home runs, but like it's not it's not like, oh man, I'm drafting Christian Walker.
1: Yeah, yeah. I um I I'm still excited for his potential, but I think that's more because um I don't I don't think we've seen everything that he's got. But i I mean, it's gotta turn on now, right? Twenty twenty one's gotta be his year. If it's not his year, I think he's gonna be sitting in this spot for uh, the long haul. I think that it's do or die of whether this is really him or not. Is mm-hmm. he a 250 hitter? Is he a 300 hitter? Is he going to hit enough home runs to be worth anything? This is the year that we're going to have to, this is his breakout year or his falter year. Exactly. And then on top of that, he's playing for Arizona and that's a little rough. So I wish yeah. him good luck. <laughs> well, so what's your, what do you, what do you usually do on your draft strategy? Do you usually have a guy before you get past? you know get close to the 200s because in my opinion if i'm not getting somebody in the top 100 i'm probably waiting until the 200s i'm probably not i'm personally probably not grabbing anybody between 100 and 200 so i was just curious on what your thoughts were
0: yeah probably not i mean past um gold being dominic smith if i don't get one of those guys i'm i'm probably waiting towards the end because because there's a lot of guys uh that'll give you the power you need that won't necessarily give you the average but there's just there's so many options toward the back that you're like well he's not going to give me average but he'll give me home runs i'll get some rbis so it's just it's not worth it for me to draft around the 150 ADP when right there i'm looking for my third and fourth starting pitcher because pitching's starting to dry up so
1: Yeah, I think I think that's uh, exactly what I was thinking. And I was just curious if you were on that same boat kind of felt like we were. And that seems to be the truth. Why? Why go for some of those guys when you can wait for somebody like Christian Walker, who has the potential to do the same thing that, you know, Max Muncie could do, honestly. Like that's just kind of some comparison to think about when you're drafting.
0: And a guy kind of hard to evaluate, Trey Mancini. Now, uh, I, obviously, you know, he beat cancer uh, in 2020, didn't play. Yeah. Uh, he was really good in 2019 for the Orioles. Breakout year. Yeah. I just, I'm not sure i draft him in redraft. Like, I, I just, I, I don't think I'd want him as my main first baseman just because, he was off for an entire year. I, I kind of want to see what he does first.
1: Yeah, I think that even with his draft position being where it is, I think a lot of people are also going to wait. So I think you could actually get him at a, a, a little bit later, too. But um, I, I see him being quite consistent. 24 home runs, so 24-24 and then 35 and then his break. I do wonder how he's going to see the ball when he gets back. It's a valid concern.
0: And of, course, and, of course, you know, the well, The Orioles lineup is improving a bit. Um, you know, they got uh, Ryan Mountcastle and all that. So he, he should have a little bit better li- – returning to a little bit of a better lineup than he left. But I don't think I'm taking
1: him. I – yeah. Oh, man, he, I like Trey Mancini. I, I had him in 2019. So – that's where my little bias is coming up. I've been burned by other guys and I have that problem where I get burned and I'm like "Ah." Mm that. But uh, I had Trey Mancini in, in 2019. So I'm, I'm up on him. I, I, I would, he would have to be my second. I would have to, I would have to have already had somebody in the first tier and I'd be, I'd be first or second tier, you know, that first top 100 or so. And then I would get Trey Mancini. I'd be pumped to have him,
0: and it definitely helped us. he's uh, outfield eligible. So, you know, if you, if you do exactly. draft him and you can stick him there.
1: I was about to say that I would I would be pumped to have him as an option to put out in the outfield that was exactly what I was about to say. Uh, if he come back and do what he did in 2019 and 18, I, I'd i be excited. I'd still be happy with him. He even did great in 2017, actually, like, he, yeah, he's been a solid bat. So we'll just have to see how his recovery does. And if he can um you know, see, see the pitches well and, and progress and, and do well again. Uh, his strikeout rate is 20 ish percent, a little over 20 ish percent. Every time uh, his walk rate has gone a little bit higher. So I think he's seen the ball better. We really will have to see how 2021 20, treats him. It, it's a, yeah. it's a weird spot that we're in, but I like him. I do like him
0: here's a guy that just kind of came out of nowhere in 2020 jared walsh uh two twenty nine.
1: yeah yeah i'm an angels fan i loved what i saw i did not expect it i don't know where to draft him i'm i am unsure what, what do you think you know i'm i didn't
0: even know his name until <laughs> yeah. 2020 uh i mean i mean when you look at the minor league stats you know the power is there i mean he had 36 home runs in 2019 in the minor leagues. And obviously that's in the power friendly uh, Pacific coast league, but I don't know. I mean, I, I picked him up. I, I own him in a couple of dynasties now because I, I picked him up as soon as he started when it went off in 2020. I'm just not sure about redraft. He's, he's kind of, I just, that's he's, he's tough to figure out.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about him. I wasn't expecting him to come onto the scene and do so well. I, uh, you know, going from AAA to the majors is 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 a good is a good step up. Like that is, Mm -hmm. um, there there's a there's a difference in pitching quite rapidly. But he showed he could hit it. Um, The problem is, we'll probably see some regression when pitchers start figuring him out a bit more.
0: So that absolutely that that adjustment period, yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes me nervous. But, you know, AAA, he's hitting 290. He comes up in 2020. Majors, he's hitting 290. Those seem like good signs. Yep. Um, What else can you say about a guy you don't know much about? Yeah. <laughs> and then the next the next guy is something I don't really
0: understand why he's going where he's going. Uh, Renato Nunez uh, going at ADP 230. Doesn't even have a team. I mean, he had a solid 2020 season, but the Orioles uh, obviously cut him, and I just I don't I don't want to draft him.
1: I didn't understand why they cut him. I, I mean, I, is it to save money? I didn't I didn't really understand that because he did he had a good season. So
0: probably i mean they're going nowhere in 2021 and he was due a raise so yeah
1: yeah so it's gonna be tough for him i don't know about drafting him either i liked him i had him in 2019 i had him in 2018 i'm sad he doesn't have a team i can't draft a guy if he doesn't have a team though so yeah i'm one of those people where i've been uh, especially
0: because i mean obviously Baltimore's such a hitter friendly park what if he goes to somewhere that's like pitcher friendly because you know he's not going to hit for average you need that power so that, that just makes me nervous
1: yeah he's going to strike out he's going to swing for the fences um you definitely need a short porch i don't know where he would even go i i haven't even thought about that so yep guy that i'm avoiding nunez as soon as he gets a team and i have a roster spot available maybe i'll pick him up but um not somebody i'm looking at getting in the in the redraft.
0: Right. And then we got Carlos Santana, who's now obviously a Kansas City Royal. Uh, you know, we're kind of a rough twenty twenty, batted under two hundred. But uh, you know, the uh, forty seven walks to forty three strikeouts. So like the, the plate, he's always had plate discipline his entire career. I mean, if, when you when you look back at the last three years. He had more walks than strikeouts in twenty nineteen, the same amount in twenty nineteen, and then more walks than strikeouts in twenty twenty. I I think he'll hit for a higher average. I don't know how much I like him in Kansas City. There there are a couple guys like you know Whit Merrifield, Jorge Soler, so it's not like he's in a terrible lineup. But
1: uh, I, it's rough, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's just not exciting. It's not exciting. Mm. I don't know. You're not waiting on him, right? Like, you're not like, oh, you know, uh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to get Carlos Santana here soon. He's, he's on the Royals. The Royals are going to get dominated by the White Sox. But, hey, you know, they'll face some Detroit pitching, which will hopefully be okay uh, to hit against. But, yeah, not not exciting. I, I don't know. I don't Unless you're in an OBP league, I don't know if you would be trying to get him. I know oh, I'm not. Yeah. If you're in an OBP league, I mean, hey, he's a great late round pick. If you're if you're looking for walks and you a got to get you some walks, boom, that's a good late round pick. But other than that, I'm steering clear of
0: Santana. Yeah. And going after him about 10 picks later is his uh, teammate, Hunter Dozier, who is moving back to third base for the 20, uh, 2021 season, obviously, because of the Santana signing. Uh, Again, this is a guy that. Probably not gonna end up with I mean he had a pretty good twenty nineteen but
1: breakout year, yeah. Yeah. Didn't really keep it going into twenty twenty. Under you know, it's tough to say, it's kind of understandable. Um he got a good amount of percentage on his walks, his strikeout rate stayed the same. I don't know what to expect. I think at this value, again, like we're getting towards the end of the draft. I think he's a fine pickup at the end of the draft. But he's a guy that you know, like I was talking about, like I might cut to pick up uh, Nunez if Nunez finds a team. Mm -hmm. Does that that make sense? Like that's like this is like my first guy where I'm like, oh, you know, I got Hunter dozer who could do first or third, and then uh, Nunez signs somewhere, uh, and it's a it's a decent place. Like I'm dropping Hunter Dozier to then pick up Nunez.
0: Right. And I, I I wouldn't be shocked if he had a uh, okay season. I mean, this is a guy that was, he's a former first round pick, but uh it's just yeah, it's not
1: hard hit percentage is low, exit velocity, yeah. low, everything is low. Um he takes his it, walks. We talked about that, that's great, but other than that it's a little little tough to get excited this uh this coming season for him.
0: And then uh same division, but a guy that hasn't seen the majors yet, Andrew Vaughn. Ah, That's
1: an exciting name.
0: That is. And, and, and you know, all signs point to him being up pretty early in 2021. The White Sox, you know, they're, they're not going to keep him down long. They're trying to compete. The, this is, you know, he's obviously one of the uh, top 10 prospects in baseball right now.
1: Classic 250 hitter, potentially... More maybe you know we'll see. uh um, Yeah, and he's he's
0: one of those high floor guys. Like I,
1: I I don't really see him him
0: busting in the major leagues. He might not become an all out star, but yeah,
1: I um you know I get a little bit nervous about like his power, but at the same time he's coming up. He's gonna be in the White Sox lineup. If you can mm-hmm. get a guy who's gonna have a chance to get as many RBIs and runs as him. Um, with his 250 or higher average i you I, what's what's like what's your risk at, at this late in the draft right. this is a guy you pick up in your final round or two and you're just like yep you know yeah I'm, and a, you on- know
0: if, if you already have a solid first baseman that you know is going to give you stats you know just pick up him up for upside you know so if he breaks out great
1: honestly if i got like Freddie freeman or you know uh Luke Voigt or somebody like that up in the, you know, top, top guys in the first tier-ish area, first or second tier, I would probably reach a little bit. Well, so no, he's going for two, he's going at 260, right? 260-ish. Mm-hmm. Maybe not reach, but I would be excited to grab him. I already know I got my first baseman locked up. Um, That's, this is, I would sign him maybe a little early, maybe, maybe around that 260, maybe even like 250, right? Like, why not if you already have a solid spot? I think that's, exactly. I think that's a smart move for him.
0: And a guy that kind of broke out in 2020, uh, Heimer Candelario,
1: uh, y- y- did you believe his breakout? No, um, not at the time of it happening. I'm, I'm ex- excited and nervous to see what he does this coming year. But no, I I didn't believe it when I was saying it. I was like, OK, so he's got lucky. Um, but he was playing against, I would say, a little bit of the weaker teams, you know, mm-hmm. within his division. Um, I think that was the weakest, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, because, you know,
0: he was in the AL Central. He was playing NL Central teams. You know, there's not not a lot there. I I probably won't draft him. I mean, this is a guy, you know, he's been up and down in the majors since 2016. He's not a 297 hitter. I I don't think he suddenly found his stroke.
1: Right. That's kind of what I was thinking right there. I was like, what, he hit, like, 200 most of the time, 220, and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he's almost hitting 300 uh exciting i guess for him but yeah i mean uh, that's a guy that you're you're watching maybe put him on your watch list
0: yeah and And especially even in that you know detroit detroit park's not exactly the most hitter friendly park especially center field
1: yeah yeah he he had such great numbers in 2020 and i and i don't really i don't think we have the data there to explain it so we're not i'm not excited by it because i just Mm -hmm. i don't believe in it the next
0: guy I am pretty excited for, though, and that's a uh, Rowdy Chiles.
1: I'm not very familiar with Rowdy. I didn't pay attention to him much in 2020. So, uh, do do tell, do tell. Yeah. So, I mean, this is uh, he. He showed
0: some pretty good improvements. Now, obviously, you know, it's 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 2020. But if you look at his baseball savant page, I mean, besides sprint speed and uh, walks. Uh, you know, it's it's red it's he he has the power. He he's not he's not gonna hit for a huge average, but this is a guy like this is this is my last stop at first base. Like if, if I need one more guy, the this is the guy I'm taking. He went from a twenty-eight point four percent strikeout rate in twenty nineteen only 15.7 percent last year and again 2020 small sample size but you like to see that improvement
1: that's a that's an amazing improvement i don't think anybody else comes close to touching that kind of improvement um you're right the exit velocity the hard hit rate it looks like he is a slugger um and he's in that jays lineup they're looking to win like what if they go get again i mean this would be that that lineup is is fantastic so Mm -hmm. rowdy Telez, that that's a guy who i'm going to be looking at this next year uh pair him up with somebody early that that look does look pretty good Hit eight home runs eight home runs in his 113 at bats that's pretty solid for that year
0: yeah he's probably one of my like even overall not just talking about first base he's probably one of my favorite uh sleeper past 200 picks in draft
1: he looks like a great sleeper that that hard hit rate that's exciting. Like, that's is that like Max Muncie level. Like, that is like, yeah. he's hitting that ball hard. And, um, and this Rowdy is a guy that, you know,
0: he's, he's going to continue to grow. You know, he's, he's 25. He's, but he's basically starting into the, you know, the what's considered the prime of player's career.
1: He's starting in his prime, and he's surrounded by a bunch of prime players. I think you're right. Roddy Tellez is a very good player. Uh, late round pick, little sleeper. Uh I'm going to try to get him in some of my leagues. You've you've already convinced me and it's only been like what 30 seconds. I'm all in. And a guy that made
0: his debut in 2020 that's going directly after Tlez is uh Bobby Daubeck, who had a good season. I didn't expect him to hit 260 cuz he didn't profile as an average guy and obviously this is, you know, 23 games. He's not I, he's not a 260 hitter. He's He's a power hitter. That's going to hit 220 in my opinion.
1: I was excited. I was actually surprised that they brought him up. Um, but I think he's an exciting player around a team, you know, that now has uh, Alex Verdugo and is getting some of their stars back as well over there in Boston. Um, we got Chris Sale coming back, who's going to be a leader in the in the in the dugout. Um, I, obviously, we got Xander Bogarts. Uh, I think this could be a good team this next year. And Dahlbeck is, is ready to make his impact on the team, and I think he's got a prime time to do that. Eight home runs in his, you know, 80 at-bats, like that's that's yeah. pretty solid. That's pretty it, it, solid. Just,
0: it just makes me nervous because you know pitchers are going to start adjusting to him. And, again, you know, we keep saying 2020 small sample size, 42% strikeout rate even with his success last year.
1: Yeah, he, he's a free swinger apparently. Um, but he also had a ten percent walk rate, so ten percent's pretty good. I mean that's not atrocious. You'd like to see it higher, but well, you'd like to see it higher with a forty-two percent K rate. But is he gonna stick at forty two percent K rate? I don't uh, no, no I think he'll he'll be he'll, he'll be doing yeah. all right. And uh, you know that then
0: we start getting to three hundred. Uh I, I wrote down a couple notable guys. Uh Jesus Aguilar. Not the most exciting name in the world, but he had a good 2020s. He's, he, he's, he's again, he's one of those, especially if you're in a deeper league, uh, he's going to start in Miami, so he'll get maybe 20-ish home runs, bat 250-ish.
1: Yeah, with Don Mattingly uh, managing that team, I, I I don't know if we're going to see what we saw last year with the – Obviously, he did great managing the team last year, but I just—I'm not sure that he'll be able to get that out of his team again coming into this next year. So I would expect less. I would shy away from Jesus. Uh, we saw him do great that one year in Milwaukee and then fall off. I'm kind of expecting a bit of a fall off. Uh, but yeah. another guy you put on your watch list. Let's see if he—if he's hitting the ball well. And
0: then a guy who had an absolutely terrific 2020. Uh, Brandon Bell. You know, Brandon Bell, it's always the running joke, as this is finally the year he's going to hit 20 home runs because he still (laughs) never eclipsed that mark since 2011. Uh, I think the most he's hit is 18. I I don't think he suddenly found his home run string at age 32 in in a shortened season. So, I mean, obviously it's past 300. You're you're not spending much if you want to gamble on that, but I'm not counting on a repeated point
1: no and I mean he plays at San Francisco that's it's just a little tough for him to to hit uh you know balls out consistently out there so yeah I mean yeah. If somebody gets injured maybe you know you pick them up but yeah well what do you what else are you gonna look for right there it's kind of yeah. it is what it is
0: and then uh Nate uh low. I always want to say Lau when I see that, but it's low. It's Brandon Lau, right? Yeah. (laughs) So he got traded to Texas, which is a great move for him. He'll get way more playing time over there because, I mean, there's nobody blocking him in Texas. That's the Uh, best thing
1: about him going to Texas is he gets to play. Yeah.
0: Interesting guy. Uh I don't know if I'm gonna draft him. Um, I, 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 I definitely would put him on like you know you, you leave the draft, you put him on a watch list kind of thing.
1: He could get hot. I would, I would definitely like he'd be the guy that I pick up. Uh, if you like, if you see he's facing um a young righty who, who you know might not be too, too great. You know what I mean? Like I, I would, I'd be matchup oriented on him, and that mm-hmm. that's a little difficult. Um. Also, their new stadium, we're not sure if it's a home run stadium yet. It seems like it's not based off of 2020, but small stat, small sample size. I don't think the ball is going to fly out the way that it did at their old stadium, uh, at the old right. Rangers stadium. So I'm a little nervous on Nate uh, Lowe. I'm a little nervous on him. I don't uh, know what I would do. I don't think I would yeah. be uh, too excited on him. And the next guy I have, uh, this is kind of for deeper
0: leagues, if you have a deep bench. Uh, Michael uh Brasso, i think is how you pronounce his last yeah, Brasso, name yeah. but uh, yeah i like if if you have a deep bench and you can just plug him in when he's playing against lefties he'll probably give you some pretty good stats
1: yeah same thing with nate like nate uh, low i i consider them like basically the same guy except lefty versus righty you know mm-hmm. one guy's on the left side of the plate and he hits right as well the other guy's on the, the right side and he hits lefty as well so really good platoon options there
0: and then the final guy had uh, – I, I wrote down, you know, Moran obviously had a hot start to 2020, kind of cooled off. I just <laughs> kind of want to mention him because obviously Josh Bell is not in, not in uh, Pittsburgh anymore. Not a guy I really want, but maybe a guy you pick up for a week or two when he has that hot streak.
1: Yeah, exactly. You pay attention to him. Oh, he's he's hit really well these last two games. All right, I'll pick him up and write it until he goes over 4, and then – that's when you know it's time to, you know, cash in and drop, drop him, <laughs> uh, yeah. ride him for that little stretch and then thank him for a service. I think that's exactly what Colin Moran is. He's going to get more playing time. So maybe he'll, his uh, stretches will go a little longer, but yeah, not something to be too crazy excited about.
0: Yeah. So uh, as we start to wrap up here, we'll start, what are your top three targets and who are your top three avoidance going into 2021?
1: Yeah, I think this one, I think that's a fun question for first base because you can you can really spread it out. So, I mean, top targets, uh, you know, pretty much everybody in tier one is kind of a top target, right? Like mm-hmm. Freddie Freeman, Jose, Pete Alonso. But top target, Freddie Freeman. If I can get Freddie Freeman around that turn, I am pumped. I, I would actually be ecstatic to get the 11th or 12th pick in a draft um, because I know who I'm getting. I'm most likely getting Freddie Freeman. Um, after Freddie Freeman... My next number two pick for a guy we both like and we're talking about, Dominic Smith. Uh, I think he's going to do great things this year if he gets the playing time. I'm hoping the DH stays so that he can either play first or DH. I don't want to see him in left field and potentially either get hurt or just get tired in general. But uh, you know, if you look at Dominic Smith's stats, he had uh, 10 home runs and 42 RBIs. Freddie Freeman, who's the number one first baseman, had 13 home runs and 53 RBIs. That is not a big difference. And yet that is almost a hundred. Well, maybe not a hundred, but 80 to 90 guys away. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're getting a very similar guy. Now we all know how good Freddie is. I'm not saying Dominic Smith is, is Freddie, but he's a Freddie light. And I would be pumped to get Dominic Smith. Um, so he's my number two guy. And my number three guy is Jared Walsh. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, the two, two guys that are three guys that I would target. Those are the three that I am looking for in the respective spots that they go. Um, I'm excited to see what Jared Walsh can do. I hope that the other teams don't beat him up this year. I hope they haven't figured him out yet, but if they haven't, I think he'll have a lot of success. Uh, so I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction. If I have
0: turn pick. Freeman would be my target too, but I'm just going to assume here that I have an early pick and and Freeman is already gone Like by the time it comes back to me. So if Freeman was gone, probably my first target is uh, Goldschmidt at 92. Uh, either him or Dominic Smith, they're going about 10 picks apart. Those are probably my one and two targets right there, Goldschmidt or Dominic Smith. And then after that... Kind of all kind of blends together. Yeah, you get that two fifty three thirty home run guy, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I maybe depending on the draft, I might just wait for Rowdy Tellez, Uh, You know, maybe maybe grab one of the more boring guys towards the middle of the uh, early two hundreds, and then Rowdy Teles would probably be like my third.
1: I like that. On your way to waiting for Rowdy, if you if you chose to go that route, you could really. Get a lot of other guys, you know, for, for other obviously other positions and starters, and you could really mm-hmm. make a solid lineup built around Rowdy, and I think that could be a good route. That's a good, uh, a good like sleeper route there. I like that.
0: So who are the top three guys you don't think you'll have on any teams this year?
1: Top three guys, and you know, uh, I'm going to be avoiding Vlad Jr. Sadly, I think we haven't seen it yet, and I don't want to be the guy holding him when it doesn't happen again for a third straight year or or second straight year however many years he's been here now but he's been just slightly disappointing each time and i think for where he's going in the draft i'm avoiding him i'm not going to grab him i'm going to let him go um so he's my number one guy that i would be avoiding Um, number two reese hoskins I picked him up in 2019. He burned me. I am done with Reese for now. Uh, If I'm going to try to pick up Reese, I might as well wait for somebody else a little bit further along the way, like Trey Mancini, Jared Walsh, um, somebody else afterwards. So I am definitely avoiding him. And uh, my final guy is Josh Bell. Uh, Josh Bell. I don't believe in him. Sadly. Um, He had Like I said, that one great month back in 2019, where he was on fire and the rest of the time is probably what he really is. Um, and that's just not good enough for me to to draft him around there. I'd rather wait. I'd rather do your idea and if I'm gonna wait if i if my option is picking up Josh Bell or Reese Hoskins, I'm waiting. I'm waiting right. for rowdy i'm uh, i'm I'm waiting for somebody else.
0: Yeah, so the first guy for me is Max Muncy, and and it's not all just about Max Muncy. It's just because he's kind of sandwiched between Paul Goldschmidt and Dominic Smith. So if I'm taking a first baseman around there, it's going to be one of those two instead of Muncy. So Muncy's the first guy. The second guy, uh, I agree with you on Josh Bell. I'm not going to have him on any team. I'm just going to stay away from that. And then uh, Miguel Snow, like I'm just, yeah, people are people have been waiting forever on him, and uh, I'm not, I'm not willing to take a guy that's probably going to maybe hit below 200.
1: I, yeah, I don't know how you fix that 40% strikeout rate. Like that's tough. Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm avoid, I would avoid him as well.
0: Yeah, so uh, that's pretty much first base. A lot of depth, not a a, a lot, a very middle heavy, uh, very interesting position, and. I think I'll have a probably have a pretty good mixture in all my leagues uh, of different guys. I would probably won't have like the same guy everywhere.
1: Yeah, I, like you said, it really depends on the draft position with this one because I feel like if you have the chance to get Freddie on the turn, I feel like you got to do it. But after that, it really is a, a toss up. It really is a toss up. You, it's a lot of middle ground there and a lot of good names to really make something happen. I think it's an exciting position this year and it's going to be a fun one to watch like it was last year. And uh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see who comes out on top this next year.
0: Absolutely. So uh, that's going to wrap it up here. So, uh, you know, thanks for watching. Uh, you know, if you have any questions, always you can hit me up at fantasy one on Twitter, or you, you know, you can comment below yeah you know, uh, if you're listening on YouTube you can comment below if you're listening on uh, Spotify you can hit me up on Twitter uh, so uh thanks for joining me
1: yeah of course thanks for having me on appreciate it. it's always fun to talk baseball and uh, yeah definitely comment let us know what you guys think if you guys uh prefer somebody uh somebody that we didn't you know maybe talk up enough or something like that give us uh, give us some reasons why let us know why you like who you like so uh,
0: again, thanks for watching and we'll see you on the next podcast.